Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at one story or narrative focus game and give our thoughts about it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week, joining us once again, we have two very special guests. Please welcome to the show, Josh. Hey, thanks for having me again. And I just got announced first. Oh, this feels so special. You did, and it's because you're top billing, not because you are immediately third in this row of Discord pictures <laughs> I'm looking at. And following that up is uh, our, our resident plant expert, Michael. Hello. Thanks for having me back and saving the best for last. Unstumpable! Oh, sorry. That's a, oh, that's a take I have. <laughs> Anytime I think about plant facts, I yell unstumpable. Uh, but we got the crew back together. We got we got all the boys in here because we are talking about a very special game. That's right. This week we are going to be <clears> talking about the first eight or so hours of Near Replicant version 1.224744871139. I think there might be ellipses after that. I'm not 100% Repeating. sure or not. Um, but yeah, we're we're very excited. This is a group that talked about Near Automata. This game is a, obviously a remake of Near Replicant and Gestalt, which came out. Um, this version came out April twenty third, twenty twenty one. You can pick it up for sixty dollars. This is of course a Square Enix joint, and I believe Toy Logic is who worked with them to do the um, remaster. I guess is maybe the best way to describe it. And the original one was from twenty ten. Well before Near Automata, but yeah, we're we're here to to dive into this. I don't think any of us had really played it before. I think we're coming at it maybe with slightly different um, amounts of knowledge based off of how much previous Near content we devoured after finishing Automata. But I'm 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 excited to dive in and see how we all feel about this one. I've been wanting to talk about it for a while, so um, just a heads up up top: this will be spoiler free. Past. Um, I don't even know how to describe it without spoiling things. Past the first part of the game, if you've played the game, you know it's about eight or nine hours in. It's very clear where, like, you know, part one in air quotes ends. So we played up to that part. Absolutely not past it. We're gonna do a full story walkthrough, but we will be probably spoiling parts or all of Near Automata throughout the entirety of this podcast. So if you have not played that one yet, just you know, be ready for that. Um, but before we get into any of that, let's talk a little bit about how we feel non-spoiler-wise up top about uh, about the first eight hours or so of this game we played. Um, also, if you've never played Nier or any game like that, it's a third-person action RPG uh, in the story. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's It's got a lot of things going Those on in it. Those are good feelings, Duncan. Those are really good feelings about the game. <laughs> I was just trying to, to express how kind of off the walls different it is um, it's not your typical action rpg um so so yeah you know look it up do a little bit of your own finding through and feelers on it and then we'll uh yeah, we'll dive into it so i just like that meme i think alex shared with me where it was like 90 <clears> percent <throat> of the game was like on a graph and it was like i don't know what's going on and then the pa- like last 10 percent of the game was just like i'm crying now <laughs> 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 yeah it's, it's definitely one of those for sure um, at least so it I'll, seems I'll sh- like it's going to be one of those. Since we I did since, not get to much story stuff at all yet. Not really. Since I shared my like just what the game is briefly, I'll I'll give my thoughts on it first up top top billing. Um, for the first part, I liked it. I liked it. And did I think that it was masterful? Nah, nah, probably not. There's a lot of um <laughs> old game design in within it, but. It was still like a charming, fun little adventure and intro to things. Seeing where it ends, I'm like excited to continue playing it. Or at least I should say ends of 
this first section. Um, so overall, I enjoyed it. I don't know if I'd recommend it if you haven't played Automata, uh, but it's still pretty cool. I guess I'm um, that, that brings up a, a good question here. Do you all know like how much work was done on this remake versus the original? Um, you know, the original the replicant. Because I'm I'm still a little not a hundred percent clear because I didn't play the original and I didn't want to get spoiled. So I know there's like a lot of graphical updates. I think there were some mildly significant gameplay improvements, um, just in the way the combat feels. And I think they maybe added a little story stuff at the end. But I'm I'm really not clear on those last two points how much work was actually done to this does anybody know that offhand uh i remember hearing that they did bring in some of the combat mechanics from automata but other than that i don't really know okay yeah that's that's kind of what i figured i i if you all were like me you probably would not have looked too much into it because you didn't want spoilers but yeah i i this is you know i guess just going off of what duncan said um i i would echo that last point a lot which is if you haven't played automata it's maybe not a strong introduction. I would say maybe I I didn't hate it, but I didn't really enjoy my eight hours with it. Like I started to enjoy it a bit towards the end, but I I think generally it was it was pretty pretty mired with I would say Xbox 360 era game design choices that didn't necessarily work. A lot of loading screens between areas and fetch quests. Um, at least one terribly egregious example of follow this companion who walks way too slowly. Um, a lot of stuff that I think we sort of designed our way out of as we worked through the 2010s that this game maybe uh, adheres to a little bit uh, but overall I, I you know I'm still very interested in it but that's because I'm giving it so much leeway because I know how I felt about Nier Automata and I know generally speaking some of the major points in the story and that seems they they seem very interesting to me so I want to go along for the ride to get to that point and see how it all develops music still fucking whips though music whips extremely hard in this game. oh yeah yeah Josh, what about you? How do you feel about this one so far? You streamed the whole thing, right? So you, you know, people can see your live reactions if they yeah. wanted to. Yeah, I've been streaming it. And what's the stream again? <laughs> uh, oh, geez. Already? I got to plug? Okay. It's Joko Games. <laughs> you shouldn't be so reluctant to plug I, your stream. I just, I'm always <laughs> yeah, kind of reluctant. Like, it just feels... Okay. Anyway. Yeah, it's so. fine. It's fine. You shout us out on stream. You get every every 15 minutes set a timer and just yell the name of your stream. Oh, okay. And then okay. it's fine. Yeah, so I streamed it over on my Twitch, uh, Joko Games, twitch.tv slash Joko Games, J-O-K-O Games. Um, and yeah, I feel pretty good about the you know first eight hours of the game here. Probably a little bit more for me because I just did more side quests. But I definitely have been enjoying it, but also much to uh, what Alex said. Yeah, I'm just kind of holding on because I understand that the story is going to get more interesting. Um, I think I even said it while I was playing. I was just like, I would not be enjoy. I would not enjoy this game if I didn't play Automata, like I, because it's literally so much just running around and doing nothing. It seems <laughs> in the beginning here, um, and, you know. Honestly, like thinking about it, it's like it's like you're playing the first ten levels of an MMO. It's like go do this, go do that. That's go do this. Extremely true. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Really succinct. <laughs> but to put both. It. But that's coming from. I'm not going to do this to Alex because he did not do that. 
But that's coming from the person who I witness has the l third quest of fishing, okay? It was an option. You didn't have to do any of that. <laughs> I was feeling relaxed. <laughs> oh, and so I wanted, wanted to try to and catch it. some fish. You wanted to play a little bit of an wow. MMO. Well, yeah, I haven't, you know. What sort of fortitude do you have? I got three rusty buckets in a row and I quit forever. Like, I'm just not going to do any of them. Uh, you know, I don't know. I was just like, let's see where this goes. Maybe it's like two fishing quests, and then, you know, it took forever. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then somebody, secret and then you some sort of sea monster or something. Yeah. Was it that? <laughs> or was it bullshit? somebody who tuned into Josh's, be the very beginning of that stream, he spent about a full, maybe one and a half to two binding of Isaac runs just fishing as I sat there going... He's gotta do story stuff eventually. <laughs> I can't keep just restarting runs. But he chose to stand there I, and fish, honestly, and I think that makes it, it not bad. It seemed chill. It was very chill. Okay, My, you know, sisters dying. Spoilers. We're gonna talk about it in two seconds. You know, but I gotta fish. <laughs> I don't think sisters dying is spoilers. <laughs> tagline for the game. Yeah, okay, Near replicant. Yeah. Yona's dying slowly. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I liked it. I liked it enough. You know, it wasn't amazing, but I'm holding out for the uh, eventual hype that I think is going to happen. For sure. Michael? Yeah, I mean, it was all right. Yeah. That's the curse of going no, forth, you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, was, I was wondering, though, because as we were kind of talking about this, would you, do you think you have to play Nier Automata to get something out of this so far? No, uh, I, I think it helps, I, but I think if I bum rushed right to the end of this first part, I bet I could get something out of it. I, yeah. So here's what I think the problem is, is you're assuming that because I played Nier Automata, I've gotten anything out of this. And that's not true. Because I played Nier Automata, I'm hoping to get something out of this and going along with <laughs> yes. it. Yes. But nothing about Nier Automata has made me go, oh, that's crazy, except for Devil and Popola being there. That's, that's, that's Yeah, it. just, just by and, virtue and, of them. And, the not being a, and Mr. E. And Mr. E. And know. Mr. E, who we'll talk about later. It, it's not a bad video game. I, sh I should be clear. I, I want to, I like, I don't think that it's not worth your time. It's just, it has a, a slow introduction and you, it really has a different. You, know, you have to be going into it with the mindset of like, I'm going to do some chill stuff with a couple of interesting moments, but I don't really want to be like hyper engaged it's, or anything at this it's, point. It's an old village town. It's like an old fantasy village town that just needs like very basic common things like going to fish or running an errand across the other thing or kill 10 boars. It's like if you're in the mood for that, then this is good. This is perfect mm -hmm. for you. But also those things yeah. are optional, too. Some of them. A lot are. of them. Like some of them are. Have, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like my enjoyment out of this would have been a lot more if I didn't have other things I wanted to do. Like if I just picked up this game and I'm like, all right, this is the game that I'm going to play for a while. I'm just going to chill. I'm 16 again. Mm -hmm. My parents mm -hmm. are gone for the weekend. I'm going to do 42 hours of this. I would love it probably. But I've got other things to do. These fetch quests are just like, okay, give me something here. But I think if I went into it with more of that, like, I'm just going to relax and really enjoy this game and kind of soak it all up mindset, I'd probably be enjoying it a lot more. Yeah, but how cool is it going to be when it gets hype? And how much better would that have been if you didn't know it was ever going to get there? Oh, I know. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It, it sounds like we were all pretty pretty lukewarm on it at this point. Maybe Duncan a little, Duncan and, and Josh a little more so. 
on the on the upside than than Michael and myself. But overall, you know, I think that's about what I expected to hear. <laughs> I think nobody's this, surprised. Yep. Yeah, and this game came out in 2010. Yeah, <clears throat> it really feels game. like even earlier than that, like in like mechanics wise, or just like what you're doing wise, just running around, just button mashing basically like i looked up like some mm-hmm. yeah and no like yeah. no no fast travel yeah. or anything which they joke about not, do they? not yet which i think is actually kind of i don't hilarious. know if because if you remember you didn't get fast travel in near automata until like eight or nine hours in to be fair I, i'm praying True. for it i am praying for it. i mean they, they literally told you with the canal <laughs> they're like with yeah. the canal we can do this and that so oh you'll, you'll oh it's gonna be an undertale kind of thing all right Sort of an Undertale thing, yeah. You got you're gonna have well, to play the deep catalog of games to understand this podcast. Okay, anyway. <laughs> okay. I got a real dub question, real quick. Is is the official title of this game New Replicant Version One Point Two Two Four? Yeah. Like, do they is that the official title or is that a? Okay, I thought it was like a Steam. Thing. No, that is what Yoko Taro, the man himself, decided this one should be called. Fantastic. There's got to be some kind he of. He is a wild play. man. I'm Wait, sure. Wait, if no you turn the numbers backwards and you look at the ones with the stars on it, it says, "You <laughs> it, are Mr. Says, Gay." What? What? No. For those of you who don't know, that was the that was the the Super Mario Galaxy. If you just looked at the 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 word the letters with the stars next to them, it said, "You are Mr. Gay." Huh. Oh, you're right. Yeah, the uh, the title. Yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Very you more gaming facts every day. What, yeah. a, what a beautiful time to be alive. Should we start talking about the fucking video game and the story of it? Let's we have it, huh? been, but let's yeah, talk about probably. the story. Yeah, that sounds like let's a good Let's get idea. into it. Um, so we're going to do similar to what we did for the Nier Automata episode. We're just going like, to walk through the story beat by beat, um, kind of breaking down each section, maybe talking about it a little bit as we break it down, um, giving general thoughts and then moving on to the next section. But this time, I'm not going to surprise Yelk at, like popcorn at people and have them try to fumble to remember what was going on while they were just listening. Um, so I did think that hopefully... Happen? It happened so hard in the first Nier Automata episode. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. But this time we're experts of our craft, and so we figured it out. So I'm going to begin by talking about the prologue to this game. Um, first off, I'm going to begin by talking about the fact that your main character does not have a name. The protagonist of this game, you name him. So I don't really know what we're going to call him. Probably just Protag. Um, yeah. Brother. We'll talk... No, I think we should stick with uh, Josh's name for him, which is the best name out of all of us, for Don't sure. Don't get me wrong. Joko I, I love Joko Taro. I think it's a very good name. Now, I will not remember we, to continue saying that. What if we just combined all of our <laughs> names and I posted it in the chat? How about uh, Jaluncle? Jaluncle. Powerful. <laughs> Powerful. I mean, my guy's name was Briggs. Yeah. So. yeah. What if we just call him Protag? Okay. Okay. Like, yeah, Protag sounds good. Or Jolanko feels so bad coming out of my mouth. It's just the worst mouth. But imagine have. saying it in emotionally gripping moments when they happen. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to stick with Jolanko. Yeah. Anyway, Jolanko. I'm going to remember that for my lyrics. Yeah. So the um, the game actually it, it opens with a little pro prologue sequence that takes place um, 1400 years before the game starts, where the you know you you see the protagonist on a, in I don't know kind of like a post-apocalyptic-esque destroyed town kind of hiding out in a you know like a random supermarket type place um and he there's a book in front of him and and he's kind of bent over like holding a metal pole um clearly like passing out you know no strength um the book is trying to you know speaking to his mind essentially offering him power you know in exchange for something that it is not you know explicit what it is um and then he's attacked by these 
shade creatures, which are kind of the primary enemy in the game that are, I don't know, black shadowy figures to kind of look like they're made of runes or words or, or what have you. There's some like golden edges on them. Um, you know, he fights them off and then um, as he is dying, is, is you know, because he's not strong enough to defeat these things, knows that he needs to save his sister, Yona, who is in the back of the shop and eventually agrees to take the power from the book. Um, you know, goes, to, you know, defeats those shades, meets up with Yona, who's in the back, who's clearly sick with something, um, you know, coughing quite a bit, um, is unable to, to do anything really. Um, so when they are once again beset by shades, he goes out to fight them all and tells Yona to, to stay there and, you know, eventually they'll go look for food and he leaves, uh, like a, I, th- I think he leaves the book out there and he tells her not to touch the book. Um, I don't remember specifically, Yes, but he, he runs out there and, and there's a, a long sequence where you are fighting a, a huge number of these shades and, and leveling up very quickly and unlocking all of the different magic abilities throughout the game, one right after the other. Um, and eventually fight them all kind of ends in a boss fight and then you know he the the main character runs back um meets up with yona who's there who you know is excited to tell him that he found she found a cookie that they can split you know it's very sweet and trying to convince him to take a bigger half because you know he needs to keep his strength up and she's you know this whole time coughing um and then drops the cookie very sadly you would hate to see the cookie hit the ground um, where it's kind of revealed that she has some sort of an illness that is creating, you know, these these runes along her arms that are kind of swirling around her, which we find out later is called the Black Scrawl. Um, and then it's revealed at that point that she did, in all likelihood, touch the book that was next to her to try to get more strength in order to, you know, try to help her brother out in, in whatever sort of a situation they're in. When, then the whole pro, like prologue sequence ends with this character screaming for help and, like, the camera pulls out. Um, and then blacks out to reveal that 1,400 years have passed before we get to the actual introduction of the game. Um, and I don't know, I, I thought this was like a, a pretty, it was like a really engaging prologue sequence that was just a complete tease for the rest of the game because then you're going to go hunt boars for like 10 hours. But, I, <laughs> you know, I, I thought this was, it was neat and it's really, really interesting that it shows these characters 1,400 years prior to the actual story that we're playing them in, because I have absolutely no fucking clue what's going on there. And I also like that they're clear that, like, hey, 1,400 years ago, some shit went down and the world got fucked up. And now we're playing much, much longer after that, which maybe has some tie-ins with uh, previous games in the series. I don't actually know, but I, I really like this prologue sequence. Um, I also like beating up Shades with just, like, a giant metal sharpened stick. That was pretty cool. That's my favorite weapon in the game so far. <laughs> yeah. it's just a big metal pole it's pretty op yeah it's great yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I think this is a very strong introduction as well and the the like this is what i expected right like from automata coming into this i'm like oh yeah this is this is sad robot shit that i want sick <laughs> sick cold desolate you know edgy kind of edgy yeah a little a little freaky mm-hmm. and the breakneck into the the, the the actual game is very very different than what i thought was going to happen uh so so yeah that's kind of where i'm at it did, did, did i think alex you read and maybe the rest of you read a little bit more about this game mayhaps coming into it so like did this scene like strike something and you were like oh, okay this event you know what i mean yeah, Josh. Or, or how so much, much have you have you read, or did you know about the Near series in general, and and any maybe any of the? I I'm forgetting the name of the series that Near is technically Dragon a sequel to Drakengard. How yeah. much do you know about any of this going into? This you game? know, when I finished Near Automata, I do remember uh, watching 
like an explanation vid. Uh, but most of that stuff has, I've forgotten about it. But I mean, so I know vaguely a lot of the stuff that's going to happen, but it's all the bits and pieces that actually make it make sense that I don't remember. Gotcha. Yeah. And I'm in a lot of the same boat. I, I read through a lot of Wikipedia about what happened in this game. So I have broad strokes of kind of what's going to happen and, you know, have heard a little bit about how these games and Dragon Guard maybe tie together. And then there's like, you know, just a couple of snippets here and there of like, oh, I do remember visually what was happening at this point when we watched that near concert. So I bet that's all coming yeah. into play pretty soon here. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but I, I do not remember any of the major bits that, that are going to be revealed during this game. Yeah, I'm I'm total like virgin, like don't know anything that's gonna happen here. Well, okay, sidebar. A year from now, are we gonna do like a Dragon Guard? We'll podcast? fucking see if they if remake. They make a remake huh? it. Yeah. Oh uh, man, I was <laughs> thinking about. Fucking... Oh, I don't know if we're gonna do. I was a gonna remake. watch a summary vid. Maybe I'll hold off. On that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay, I got something to say about this yeah. intro first. Before we like. Did, okay, was I the only one who found Yona just fucking insufferable during this? What interview? is yes. wrong with you? <laughs> Next question. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What's She's wrong with sick. me? Oh my She's sick. She's a little girl. What's wrong with you? Who's dying, coughing, trying she to give her brother a cookie, and you're bro, like, you what a little bitch. bitch! Oh, trying to give her brother a cookie during like Nuke Town when they're trying to like fight off all these shades. No, she was a saccharine caricature of a person and i was so annoyed in the first five minutes with this <laughs> so person. you were annoyed with how they wrote her not her as a character those are the same thing well i i mean i don't know <laughs> yeah that I, I guess but I, like I, think I understand what duncan's getting at there the like her she didn't like annoy you as a person if she were in real life she ignored did she just annoy you because of how much she is like the trope of that type of character Yes. Okay. I can kind of see where you're coming from there, but it definitely didn't strike me. She's got that. like six lines, right. and half of them are coughing. <laughs> like, how, how annoying <laughs> yeah, can you really get? Very annoying. <laughs> Maybe don't touch the book, the Necronomicon. But it okay. She didn't touch That's the like Necronomicon for a cookie. She didn't get a cookie because she picked up the fucking book. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what this isn't a this isn't a join the dark side. We have cookies meme. Okay, <laughs> chill out, dude. Oh my god, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think the implication was that she found a cookie separately, but tried to like touch the books to get the power to help her brother. But she was just very sick, and that she was misled. And is you know, if did all... she have the strength to get the cookie without the book? I'm asking the real question. <laughs> we don't know. Here. That cookie could have been on the fucking shelf next to her. We didn't get a chance to explore it. If this all, if this cookie butterfly true. affected into Automata, I would love it. <laughs> oh, I fucking hope so. I fucking hope so, dude. <laughs> I hope this cookie has a six-page Wikipedia article. <laughs> <laughs> um, should uh, I move fucking, on? Yeah, I mean, Josh, do you have anything else to say about the intro? Ah, uh, no, that's pretty much uh, it. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's move into the uh, the actual beginnings of the game then. So you, all of your expectations have been set, right, audience? Well, get ready to 180 them. We're turning around. We're getting off on this exit. We're getting off on fantasy MMO exit, <laughs> right? So it breaks into this new scene here. It's very, like, um, a generic fantasy 
town where you have like a house on the hill and there's a library and you know just down south of you is a little river town with shops and villagers and you know all the women and children running and skipping and playing and bountiful pigs and livestock and you have a little farm and everything like that and you go into your house and you've got you know Again, it's the same protag from the beginning, and Yona, your little sister, Assuming she's laying. It's the same, to be fair. Assu- Fourteen hundred the... years did pass. Well, we know about these robots, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, anyways, um, so a lot of side quests happen in the beginning. I'm not gonna like go through those, obviously, and just like introductory things to get you into the combat to be like, okay. We need to get this medicine, we need to get this livestock, we need this, we need that, yada, yada, yada. Eventually, though, um, through those general fetch quests, you talk to Yona, and she says that she was reading in the library about um, about a, a flower called a lunar tear and asks us if we know anything about it. And we're like, yeah, like, if you have a lunar tear, all of, like, you, you you just become extremely wealthy from it. It doesn't seem like it's just a high valuable thing. It just seems like you just become wealthy in some way, shape, or form. Um, I got the impression you could just sell it. Okay, maybe I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> I thought... No, it's a very magic yeah, flower. Yeah. Um, you touch it in your bank account. <laughs> that bank account goes a lot. <laughs> Knowledge. Bank account, man. It's like two stimulus checks at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the stimulus check made me fucking rolling in it. <laughs> Josh um, saying you become extremely wealthy like two stimulus checks at the same time is the most class conscious thing he's ever said <laughs> in his life. <laughs> um, so, so you dumb pro tag says this and then literally leaves and then go kill some more boars and then you come back and yona is missing oh where did she go where did she go you talk to uh you know popola and devila who are these uh who are the two kind of like they're kind of leaders of the town i guess but they like they're they're in the library it's where you like mm-hmm. get most of your quests there's not really like a mayor of this town it's just kind of like a they're I don't definitely know. Definitely in charge. Popo yeah, is they're definitely, definitely in charge, in charge of the town. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. 100%. Um. Anyways, you you talk to her about it, and she says, "Oh, yeah, she probably went to like go find those then, and uh, and she had asked her about them too, I believe. So, uh, you go to where she is, and it's this like very tall, large tower, uh, towering structure, like castle that's all broken down and dilapidated, and there's a giant tree growing in the center, I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you make your way up there, and then you uh, find Yona, but uh, in front of her are more shades and these two like giant steel metal guards. Um, and uh, what you see in front of you is a book in like a red, uh, sort of like magical casing, and then you break it, and it's this book. It's a black floating book that has a just a powerful tim curry accent uh (laughs) that begins floating around and is like is able to like perform magic and things like that and helps you defeat some more of the shades um the uh, steel guards come to life and you begin to like establish a a sort of like let's get out of here uh relationship with the book whose name is grimoire vice and um eventually you free yona uh from that and the book does talk to you. I don't know if we mentioned that. The book can speak. Oh, yes. 
the book can speak. He's extremely sad. Well, I said he has a Tim Curry accent, so how would well, we know an okay. accent if he didn't speak? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe it's all written. All his pages are just written in italics or something. <laughs> Grimoire Vice said. It just it just says at the beginning. Read this like Tim Curry. <laughs> <laughs> um so you make your way back she's you know she didn't find a lunar tear very sorry um and he identifies he's like yep that's the black scrawl and you kind of come to learn through a song um that there once was a a black book and a white book um uh, grimoire uh noir was the name of the black book and the two had like an epic battle where the um white defeated the black and like cured a large sickness so um uh the protagonist to assume that that sickness coincides with the black scrawl um unfortunately though grimoire vice has amnesia doesn't remember anything that happened before um before being awoken by you uh so y you kind of get the idea that you need to find these um sealed verses that will help you uh defeat grimoire noir uh and, and uh and and cure this cure this illness um did i get any of that wrong or or anything like that i don't think so no that, that seemed pretty pretty correct to me yeah. that was that like was a lot hours, of shit so. yeah <laughs> um yeah. what did we think about this kind of area here intro i was already annoyed with yona in the, in the prologue <laughs> and when she just ran off on her own it's just like, oh, I've got this big brother who's got a sword. He's kind of the fighter for the town. What am I? A six-year-old girl with a terrible debilitating disease. Better go She's run off on my own. She's six years old. I don't fucking know. <laughs> this is... Either way, not a good look. I was already annoyed, and this was doubling down. I think it's down the big brother's fault. <laughs> She's either six years old or 1,418 years old. I don't know for sure, but... <laughs> Either way, I agree that she should have known better, but I won't stand for this Yona hate all over our podcast. It's deplorable. She's a child. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the Simon Cowell. Of She's this, the, of this okay. Fucking podcast. Protag literally debates her. She's like, yeah, huh? That flower would make us rich, cure all your diseases. We wouldn't have to live such a shitty life. Hmm. Oh, well, bye. <laughs> like, of course she's going to go try oh, and find you one. You said he should have stopped her. Like, what? Just lock her up in the room? No, spend just, time with let's, her. Let's just tie you do down anything to this bed with her. real quick. <laughs> now, she does know there are shades out there, and she goes out anyway. That Look. Yeah, a lot of people hell. seem to be unconcerned about the fact that there are always shades immediately 20 steps outside of the town. <laughs> I feel like that's really should be more of a focal point because there people, are guards. people fucking die when they go outside this town a lot. So, you know. Either way, strike two. Oh my know. god, she's six years old! <laughs> oh, I'm you're gonna, you're gonna pull it. a 180. Yona's gonna end up being some ultra-powerful person, and you're gonna be like, ah, she knew what she was doing the whole time. I and think she's the like original holder of Guerrero Noir. <laughs> I'd believe it. I can believe that. Um, Outside of that, fucking nothing happened in this first section. Like... It's just it it was it was again. This is maybe the part where I was least interested in the game. I think Grimoire Vice does such a good job of bringing like a level of character and like your character is kind of not that interesting when he speaks. He's he's very much just like that protagonist who's overly helpful. 
And I think it's kind of nice to get Grimoire Vice's like take on all of that and, and how much he is doing that is not actually helping his sister. Uh, and I think that makes the game a lot more palatable going forward. So I think this first section is probably my least favorite section in the game. So to be fair though, we did get you're 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 kind of skipping over the fact that this was like the first proper boss fight that we've had with those two uh mm-hmm. like suits of armor. And just the kind of like the the sweet ass cutscenes that you get when you just like dark lance it into its eye and just mm-hmm. like shut it down, like that was a pretty hype moment for me. I actually really liked that first mm-hmm. boss. Mm-hmm. I liked the whole first temple. I thought it was just a nice introduction to the combat of the game. I think there is a nice splash of enemies in there. I think the visuals of this area are like beautiful. I I think the game is itself is just like is beautiful. I think it gets repetitive for sure after a while but like in these moments i was like hell yeah like i'm i'm here for a lot of the 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 display of it while it's not you know the same as as what i've been used to i think it a lot of it was remade really really nicely um also i didn't know that there would be a giant there'd be a just a floating book next to me and that was a fun little surprise so that is true. That is true. And I, I do like, like I will say, I, I enjoyed going into the library, um, Popolis Library, just because, like, you know, that's a throwback to Nier. Well, it's, it's not a throwback to Nier Automata. <laughs> Nier Automata is a throwback to that. But that was, you know, that's kind of neat to go in there and be like, oh, shit. I never knew what this place was. Okay. That's really cool. Neat. Um, so I, Yeah. And I was also, like, really blown away by, like, the lighting effects when you go up that first staircase and you just hit with a super bright light, but just doesn't bleach everything out. It's just, I was like, oh, Oh, that's so pretty. That's so cool. Um, did that add in? You did it. Very <laughs> you nice. Did well. <laughs> no, they made the game look really good. That's for sure. They did. They did a good job with the visual reworks. You know, you also get um, like the perspective shifting type stuff that this game is known for, or this series is known for, right? When it suddenly becomes top down or side to side in a couple of different various combat sections. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess like, everything you said is true and it's all fine, but. I still just this section did not did, did not particularly do it for me until Grimoire Vice is unlocked and then then it rules. But Michael, do you wanna do you wanna keep us going here? You wanna keep us moving? I could, but I'm missing a key bit okay. of information, which is um why did we have to go to Area ah, in the first place? Sealed verse. Sealed verse from the town mayor. Remember just, the mayor. Just to get information oh, okay, about the cool. sealed verse. Yes. Because he's Yes. Right. That's going to be most gotcha. of the reason we do okay. anything in the story. <laughs> right, yeah. If, if it's a question, the answer is looking for a sealed verse, man. Right. So, you know, Jolonko starts talking to uh, Popola, and she's like, ah, well, hey, go to Airy for some reason, and that reason is sealed verses. So you go there, and you have to, like, you know, you go across these plains. It's a, it's, it's a long way, but you go, and you go through this tunnel, and you're like, well, what the fuck's going on here? And I don't know about you guys, but uh, right when you get into the airy, which is the next section, there is a little camp mm-hmm. right to the right, and you can kind of go and poke around in there, and you see like those lunar. Um, you uh, you do see lunar yeah. tears there, and your dude never for a second yeah, nope. thinks I should grab one of those bad boys. There's like nine of them. <laughs> Not even a little. There, the cup That's run it over. About to Take see a little else. man. Treat yourself. <laughs> Well, when you try and yeah. go for them later, <laughs> someone does stop you. But nobody stopped I'll you right be, fucking Yes, yeah. That's Sister's true. Sister's dying true. over there, almost risked her fucking life to get a lunar tear, and your ass is like, wow, there's somebody else's. I could never. He, fucking here's the thing. 
Well, with the way she's behaving, Protag, I, can I think Protag wants Yona to be sick. Gives That's him purpose. Up. Maybe. That's no, fucked up. You're sick. That's worse than what Michael's saying. You're disgusting. How could you put that out into the world? Yeah, man. You're... Why do you think he wants okay. her to be sick? It's to keep her down. <laughs> no. <laughs> game's weird. <laughs> keep going. Is the game Skip weird this. or are you weird now? <laughs> 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 uh. Oh, okay. 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 Anyway. So uh you go through this little tunnel to the airy. And when you when you reach the end of the tunnel, you find this massive canyon, and it gives you this great view of all of these like pretty much like conical iron houses that are situated at various points along the clipped walls on both sides of it. And you have to run across a, like a big fancy bridge that doesn't look like it should hold that mm-hmm. so much weight. But I'm not an engineer, so you go up and you go to the mayor. And you talk to the mayor, and he's like, uh, I'm not going to talk to you. Why would I talk to you? I'm not going to talk to anyone. He's afraid of something. And then you have to run back, and you're like, ah, well, there's nothing we can do here. Let's go home. And so you start running back through the temple, and, you know, there's like, hey, what's up with that camp? You go, you look at those lunar tears, and this time you're like, you know, maybe I should grab a little bit of that on the way out. So you go, and you, and you look at it, and then you hear a voice behind you that's like, hey, that's mine. And you're like, what the fuck is that? And you look behind you, and it's Kaine. Dressed, scantily clad, mouth full of swear words, telling you to fuck off. And you're like, well, hey, maybe that's a little uncalled for. And a giant fucking shade shows up. Like, you hear, like, Jurassic Park, like, rumblings through the ground. And this giant shade shows up over, uh, like, a hill. And it's got, like, a shark mouth. It's kind of glowy and golden mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. have to fight it distinctly lizard like can't stress enough the duncan road shark and... monster it is distinctly lizard like i will die it on this hill. has a shark mouth bitch and Bruce four legs it's like a it's more it's like 90 percent gecko 10 percent shark but that 10 percent shark is where it that's counts, right you know gotcha. um <laughs> I just want to take a I want to take a break for a second and appreciate how cool the design of Airy as a city is. I think it looks fucking. I thought you were cool. gonna say Kaine. Just go nope, into it. Nope. Let's not. We'll 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 handle that <laughs> right right away later. But the city, ah, that's so cool. I I love the you know just everything kind of ramshackle attached to the the walls of this canyon. Like the most impractical design for a city that's ever existed. But it's so cool looking. I really, really like the way that that city looks. Any sort of any oh, sort yeah, of city really cool. that's aerial, I think, ah. is your absolute just just it's your favorite thing. Like, Look, not even floating, cities. just things that are not where they're supposed to be and higher. Canonically, this is true. <laughs> like in yes, the air. <laughs> that's correct. Thank you very much. I want to know if there's story beats. Like, why did they build their town like that? Like, it's so bad. It's like. <laughs> There's I mean, gotta it, be. It's visually very cool looking, of course, but it's like, okay, yeah, like you move wrong, and this house is gonna fall off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I mean, those houses are tiny. Those houses are. <laughs> those were built for the machines from near Automata, but people live in them. It's fucked up. <laughs> Where's a? Yeah. You think you're gonna get a bathroom yeah. and a kitchen in one of those things? Zero percent chance. No, it's a bathroom, kitchen, and one. Well, if you've played Automata, though, 
you're getting like Pascal's oh. Village vibes out mm-hmm. of that. Just the way they're everything is arranged mm-hmm. on different platforms and like those domes. It's it's very Maybe Pascal's the Village. robots from Pascal's Village were pulling from this, you know, from their their memory banks. Uh. Mm, think about these things. Think about these That's things. It's only forty thousand years difference between That's the two games. Theory. Let's go full Charlie energy on this and just start connecting the dots. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but we should, we should probably talk about Kaine and, and her particular character and character design and how she feels to all of us. Huh? How do we like Kaine? How are we feeling about I'll Kaine? I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll like say her. it. She's got, she wears lingerie. Alex is too, is too, is too, um, oh God, I'm, I got fucked up. I was acting all <laughs> confident and now I'm all he fucked up. He thought about Kaine and lingerie and lost his train of thought immediately. <laughs> He's Classic too prude. gamer moment. He's too prude. You know, he won't admit what is in front of him. She's in lingerie. If for some reason, this lingerie has the ugliest, like, nipple openings. That It's so bizarre. It's the weirdest piece of clothing you've ever seen. And a full, full ass. Just no, no if, ands, ors, or buts. Just a full ass. Their full ass. <laughs> nipples are... Just out of sight. It's, yeah. It's... Um, and two massive swords. She's an anime dream. She is an anime dream. She is exactly what I would have wanted a character to be if I had designed a character when I was 13 years old. Yeah. But... That's a really am, good way to put it, yeah. And she swears like every yes. other word. Uh, she's got a sailor's mouth. She does, in fact, have a sailor's mouth. I don't love her swearing. I don't think that's, like, particularly interesting, but I do think Grimoire Vice's reactions to her swearing are fun, so that one doesn't really, really bother me as much. It is it is uh, excessive how much the camera will also make sure that it captures her ass on every single shot that it she is in frame for. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping Josh, you had a tone that y- down a little bit going forward. You had a so moment on your stream where you said, ass shot in three two one and it hit it like <laughs> just at the right moment it was so amazing yep Beautiful. you can just tell it's yeah it's it's certainly how they designed that character um and by you could just tell i mean it just happens so much you could just <laughs> count down maybe at any time <laughs> oh, of and you'd yeah. probably hit it she's always a three second countdown <laughs> yeah, any bets any bets on the table that we're going to get an exclamation for why she dresses how she dresses not that it's a good exclamation just a explanation. I think. Yeah, I'll throw I think at that. some point she'll say will. something about how it's comfortable and it lets her fight better or some shit like that. Uh, no, I have an idea, but I'll wait for later to to throw my idea out there. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Um. Does anyone else have anything to say about this section, or we should we should maybe move on because a lot of this I, we're going to revisit shortly. I. Yeah. Well, I Go got for one. It. I hated this section. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I hated this shit. section. If, I had if Yoda to... was here, it would have been completely unbearable. <laughs> oh my! I would have. I would have uninstalled the game if Yoda was in it. No, I. Uh, this section at first I hated because I was doing the oh, fragile yeah, I didn't delivery fuck that test. Quest. Fuck that quest, quest. forever. Oh <laughs> man, I didn't think it would be that bad. But once I got up the ladder, the first ladder. There were some shades that spawned and hit me instantly. I had to redo that like 12, 12? times. 12 times? Oh my. It, no, Why yes. Did you keep 12? doing I it. Sheesh. And I had to do it a bunch. <laughs> Why did I keep doing it? Because I had it at this point. I was just going to keep going. I was going to see it through. Boy, I hit me with a sheesh. I am a quitter. I think, but... uh, 
<laughs> I think I started that fragile delivery quest, which is just a quest where you have to run from the main hub city to the mayor of this this uh, airy city. Um, but you can't get hit or Roll. do any rolling, which includes double jumping because you do a flip when you double jump. Uh, and I think I tried it twice, and then I Untrue. jumped off you the board. You can double jump. I mean, I jumped off a boar and it broke. So oh well, yeah, that's. I, I then said, I'm wow. never doing this quest. I'm sure you just get a thousand gold and no good thing out of it. Oh, so oh, yeah. Let me let me take my fragile delivery on a, on a raging bull. <laughs> Didn't fucking break when I was riding the boar there. It was only when I chose to get off that it broke. <laughs> I anyway. failed it like six times right at the beginning. Anyway. I was like, what is going on? Like, how is this breaking? I don't understand. And then I did it like second try. Wow. All right. So Which is technically try. eighth okay. try. Let's not yeah, sugarcoat yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just yeah. be like, oh, yeah, I failed six times, but then I got a second try after that. <laughs> uh, Josh, Josh, where's the next sealed verse, Josh? Anyway. The next one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So after you fight the uh, giant shark, rooster, lizard, monster thing, um, <laughs> you know, homunculus, um, you go back to town and... Yona is in a lot of pain. You know, she's got this disease now. She's just in a lot of pain. So you go to uh, Popola and you ask her, like, hey, is there any, like, medicine you have that you can give me to help Yona out right now? And she's like, yeah, I can make medicine for you, but you need to get this special fish. I'm like, okay, well, I will go get this special fish. It's called a shaman fish. Um, so you're like, okay, well, I will go get the special fish. You head to the town in the south. It's called Seafront. Uh, and honestly, I really like how Seafront looks. It looks like, you know, it's got the square white buildings. You know, it's like a coastal, you know, it's called Seafront. Excellent naming, Yokotaro. Like, <laughs> it's, next, it's next to the sea. It's I the, mean, Aerie is just a town kind of in the air. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't put that together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you go here. You know, it's got these white square buildings made out of stone. It's like... um. Greece. It's Greece. It's uh, it's like Ilya. I think yeah. Ilya is at the town, or maybe it's. Isn't that from Overwatch? Oh wait, that's that's Overwatch. That's Overwatch. <laughs> Overwatch. The map Ilya is based off of oh, Santi Santiano. I think that's what it is. Oh, anyway, anyway. So yeah, you go to this uh, town to get the fish. Uh, you're asking around where to get the fish. Uh, you go up to the fisherman. He gives you a fishing pole, and then begins your adventure. Your true that adventure, your adventure. If you if you dare take it, if you dare <laughs> do it, your adventure with fishing. No, no. Okay, yes, there are a lot of side quests with fishing, but uh, yeah. So you fish, you get the shaman fish. It's really great. But on your way back, actually, I guess I kind of skipped over. First thing they show you when you walk into this town, they show you this lady in a lighthouse. Oh yeah, make sure we we spend some time on this one for sure. Yeah, it's very <laughs> very important. Okay, okay. Oh, boy. You know, spoilers, it's not important. Okay. <laughs> they show this lady in the lighthouse, and she's like, oh, I'm in this lighthouse, and I'm waiting for him to come back. Him? Who's him? You know? You, we don't need an explanation. You you already know. You just imagine what it is, and you already know. <laughs> that's, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's pretty much it. You know, we don't need to explain it to you. Um, So you go up to her. Actually, no, you get the fish, and you're walking back. You're trying to go back to make this medicine to heal Yona. And she's like... Young boy, I need you to go get my mail. And you try to walk away, and she's like, "No, get my mail." <laughs> she, she does. She does not let you go away at all. It's. It's like, why do I have to do this? I guess I could have declined it, right? I could have said no. 
uh, but yeah, but you're not gonna say no. You're never gonna say no in a game like this to doing a quest because you never know what it's gonna end up being. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah you probably should have said no on this one. Yeah, you can anyway, you start saying no in the second half. Who knows? Anyway, you know, great quest here. You go to the you go to the mailman's office. The mailman's like, oh, I broke my leg. So you're like, oh, but you took the mailman oath. You got to go deliver the mail. Even you know, rain, sleet, or shine, or whatever. You got to deliver the mail. And he's like, nah, man, you go do it. So you go deliver her mail, and she's like, oh, thank you. But you should have <laughs> told the mailman to do it. He he took the mailman's oath, and you're like, yeah, I know. And then you leave. <laughs> Thus is the legend of the lighthouse lady. Yeah. Let us pass it down from generation to generation. Uh, to be fair, you can keep doing quests where you give her mail, and you can read all the letters. And oh, I got, there is a you know, there's like a section in the grimoire where you can read letters that you're delivering, and it is you know, it's about you know her husband or whoever that got sick overseas and is like recovering. Yeah. Yes. It is an invasion yep. of pride. I didn't take the fucking You're right. Oath. Are you kidding me? Wow. Think the, you think the fucking IRS or who who the fuck's in charge of the mail? Yes. You think US Postal Service is gonna come fucking crack down on me and near replicant? I don't think so, man. It's fine. You've taken the uncouth brigand's <laughs> exactly. oath. Um huh. I, I was actually I, I was super curious where the story went. Not like because I thought it was gonna be good, but I wanted to see if there was any payoff. Um but because of something that happens at the end of the story, I did not get to figure out what the payoff is. Um, <laughs> huh. Hopefully, it was cool. Oh. But I hopefully, she it. didn't pass away. <laughs> so you read you read some of the letters. I didn't read any of them. Like yeah, neither did I. I read what, two of them. They're, they're oh, fine. what happened? What happened? They're fine. I, yeah, I actually completely. I mean, it is literally just her husband being like, "Hey, I'm waiting to come back to you. I'm sick. I'm recovering." And then the second one is. Like my recovery is taking longer than expected, but no worries, I will be leaving soon. And I'm sure he said on the dying. Bahamas drinking a mai tai. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'll be back soon. Don't worry about it. Just yeah, keep yeah, sending me just... money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but this, yeah, this whole section, right? Not not a lot happened in Seafront. Really, not a lot. But they do want you to be there a lot. Is the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd love for you to go back. That's peak <laughs> game design to be like, oh, good. You got the medicine that will cure your sister's insufferable pain. Ah, anyway, go deliver this lady's mail to the top of a lighthouse first. It's very important. She can't okay. walk well, and she complains about walking, but also watch her teleport from the lighthouse to the beach <laughs> in two seconds. <laughs> yeah, she will beat you in a foot race to the top of this tower. Lighthouse lady the quick. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's a... That's a Mario 64 joke for you all. That's oh, great. Thank um, you. Thank you. Yeah, so I mean, very yeah, you get the medicine. Yeah, you, you get the medicine and you, you head back and give it to Yona and she's she's happy, right? Do you? I think you sleep after that and she like has a good night's rest. Is that what happens? Yeah, and then, yeah. then she's all feels better the next day. Pretty much. That's it. Uh-huh. And then, yeah. Yeah, I think that's... Did anybody have any hot takes on fishing? Nope. I caught a shark. I caught two sharks. That's cool. How much? How many fish what? did you catch, Josh? I caught a lot of fish. I don't really know how many fish. Sharks literally take like four minutes to catch. I swear to God. Yeah, they're. <laughs> That's wild. like four minutes of just playing like this. You know. Just pull in the opposite direction mini game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Playing every fishing mini game that's ever existed. Mm-hmm. Well, how much do they sell for? You like, know, funny you enough, I didn't sell them. Hopefully, they're still in my inventory. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be. <laughs> you just, yeah. you know. You get the ability to catch bigger fish. You never really win at fishing. You just get better at fishing. I will say, well, there's. I don't know where to find the rainbow trout. I'm kind of pissed because I went to a lot of places to find these damn <laughs> rainbow trout, and I can't find them anywhere. But, but uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to look up 
I'm not going to look up a, You're fucking uh, crazy, a guide. Man. I'm against it. On the ra- some reason, the Rainbow Trout specifically, I'm like, I'm going to find these fish in this game. Well, I believe you. I look forward to watching your 24-hour near, uh, near replicant fishing stream whenever good, you good. do that. <laughs> I'll tune in for the whole thing. It's God's gift to man. It's not near replicant. It's near uh, Bass Pro Fishing. <laughs> anyway, um, so we have after to that, move on. <laughs> moving forward, uh, the the next section here, it's, it's relatively straightforward. You are sent to a junkyard by Popola to try and upgrade your sword. Um, this, again, it's kind of just to introduce you to the mechanic of upgrading your weapons. Uh, you you go there, find, you know, make it to the junkyard and, and the... Uh, I don't know weapon weaponsmith shop that is manned by uh, two two children, one a little bit older than the other, maybe like a late teen. One is just a. This is the real insufferable child. Is the yes. child at the junk shop who's just an absolute shitlord. What are you I knew Michael. About, Alex? I knew it. His mom is missing. <laughs> His mom is missing. You know he's got to he's got to be raised in a junkyard. At least young Alex, is polite about it. Um, but. Yep. <laughs> As, as is alluded to, their mom is missing. She went to gather more supplies deep inside the junkyard, uh, and she's been gone for three days, which bodes extremely well. Um, so well, I like that this the actual setup here is that they say, sorry, you're going to have to go get your own supplies to upgrade your sword, which is great that they don't say, hey, maybe go save our mom's life or anything like that. Um, so you run inside this junkyard, do, you know, some again, some mildly interesting perspective shifting combat, get some supplies, uh, and then go back and say, yo, you didn't find their mom, get your sword upgraded. Um, and then they do have you dive back into the junkyard even further to try and, and find their mom because she's, again, been gone for three days. Um, so you, you dive in, go down to the second level of this, you know, giant factory um, where eventually you have a, a boss fight that felt extremely ratchet and clank to me um, is, is the vibes I got off of this boss fight with this giant you know, robot head and two fists that are kind of smacking the ground and for the second half it's bongo bongo what are you talking about I mean I don't have I don't yeah, have that totally frame bongo, of reference bongo. that you all have uh, necessarily but then you you, you, know, you pick up bombs throw it into its mouth blow it up um, it's a mildly interesting boss fight I, I enjoyed my time with it uh but then afterwards you are able to make it past it i think you get one of the field verses from killing the boss uh and then do find their mom um dead in the hallway kind of in the arms of uh, a lover that she had taken um and then get to report back to the children and have the choice to either tell them that you hadn't yet found their mom or that you did find their mom and and she was dead um i don't know for sure i'm gonna i'm gonna take a guess and say all four of us told the ch- children that their mom was dead Am I correct in that? Yeah. Okay, cool. I have no clue what happens if you decide not to, but when you tell them their mom's dead, the the younger kid runs off screaming, and the older kid, um, and what I I think was kind of a a, a emotionally powerful moment, you know, maybe not like the strongest, but it's good. He, He kind of comes to terms with it and talks about how it was maybe a little bit for the best, and his mom was a very torn person between her her duty to her children and her want to be independent and to to find someone to spend her life with uh and you know i think maybe meeting at the second level of a junkyard next to a giant robot that kills people is not necessarily the greatest place to take a lover but i understand that maybe you know circumstances were pretty bad um and then you walk outside and then immediately afterwards the kids are like thanks for telling us and waving to you and it ruins the emotional resonance of the scene but it was a you know it was it was still a nice it's a nice little scene and a nice way to unlock the ability to to start upgrading weapons and things like that because my guess is if you want to upgrade all the weapons in the game you'll be spending a lot of time with these two children have you upgraded anything in yeah this first, i upgraded uh, 
you you get a free upgrade on your primary weapon like the the main story one um not the one that you're using at the time and then i i farmed the materials to upgrade the second one i was using a little later on as well which one was that fuck i don't remember it wasn't beast bane (laughs) it was not beast bane i did not buy beast bane the expensive sword okay yeah some of us did not do enough side quests you didn't oh Oh, I, you don't even have to do side quests. Just grow a hundred wheat and you're set. <laughs> I, I cannot grow plants. I could not grow. They kept dying on me. Bro, you got a brown thumb. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, uh, not like that. Not like that. <laughs> that no, 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 no. sounds kind of low. You got a dead oh, thumb. That sounds oh like my poop. god. <laughs> yeah, that was the. That <laughs> Thank was you. it. Thank oh, you, good job. <laughs> this is why we keep you on. You know. Uh, I need to even out. Of course, oh, everything. Of course, yeah. Um, I don't really think there's too much to say about the junkyard if y'all don't have anything else. Um, it was kind of another just section that was just killer um, in between story beats. So I think it was like almost. Just... It was almost emotional. Like, oh, it's sad. Like the mom died or whatever. Okay, like they're sad about it. Yeah, and then like mm-hmm. they say goodbye, and then you're like, oh, look a rat. You grab the rat and you like leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Grimoire Vice does some. Yeah, you you yeah. you pull a mouse's tail off. And you're like, oh, I wonder if I'll need this. Turns out yeah, you definitely you come back tails. there later. Um, Grimoire Vice does some some nice like reassuring type stuff. I think again, I think most of these moments have good character building between the protagonist and Grimoire Vice. Uh, I just think a lot of the other characters fall a little bit flat in most of these encounters. Can I just say that the yeah. models for these robots are like Toy Story? machine ass doctor who looking like old robots with the big red eye in the center that i would expect to go destroy destroy <laughs> like they're the yeah. cheesiest looking yeah. robots ever um it's great uh, i love it yeah they really yeah are. They're, they're... also yeah also the bonga bonga it boss fight in there sucks. it had the same platform as a boss fight in a in near automata uh, I don't remember that giant oh, yeah, yeah. robot with the lasers, which was like one of the coolest fights. That's what I thought I yeah, was going to fight yeah. at that point. Like that meme where it's like what you thought versus what you got, what you expected, right? Mm-hmm. Right, guys? Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. relatable meme. That's such a relatable meme, dude. <laughs> nice job, man. So we could just cut that. <laughs> I'll just go I love to memes, the eerie. man. Poggers, dude. <laughs> Poggers! Uh, so back to the eerie. Um, we gotta find something there. Probably a sealed verse. Who knows? Who cares? Doesn't matter. I think actually uh, it's just being attacked. Right? I thought that was his like. Actually, it's just being attacked to go help out the airy. Oh right. Yes, you're right on that one. Good job. Uh, so <clears throat> thank you. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Oh, smart little boy. Remember the story. <laughs> Everyone, give him so a back round to of the uh, back to the, the 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 chasm city space there. Um, and as you walk through in that, uh, that, that section where Kaine was, there is that giant lizard monster again. And, uh, Kaine is boasting about how it's her kill and she's going to get it. And it's her revenge to get yada, yada. Uh, and, and you, um, uh, begin trying to fight it again and, uh, working together a little bit more this time, uh, rather than working in opposition, um, and it's a really dramatic fight that kind of sprawls out throughout the city. So you start like at the first platform and then the monster like climbs up to a different area. And, uh, there's a lot of perspective shifting again, um, where, you know, there's like a side platforming section where there are a bunch of like tiny, 
little like these like eggs that he spawns and you can uh, or she spawns maybe that you can bust up and um eventually you um you you come to a front with this um with this uh, lizard monster you kind of have her at the end of her uh, at, at the end of her reign here and <clears throat> it starts speaking in Kaine's grandma's voice uh and is like it's your grandma dear and just know that you're worthless and you should just give up now lol <laughs> and uh kind of decides not to do that it says my grandma would never say that and uh you son of a bitch fucker you son of a bit fuck ass ass <laughs> pussy bitch of, i'll tear out your eyes and piss in the sockets and it's it's a lot it's a lot and anytime that she does that grimoire goes oh Christ, that's not even a word. That's oh, that's putrid. That's such and, a good and, <laughs> He goes in between that and and going, "Are we really expected to trust a lady and her undergarments?" Oh, oh. this dude <laughs> fucking practiced his grimoire life <laughs> for twenty five minutes before we got on the call. <laughs> I I found it. I found it. I was just thinking about Nir, and I found it. Um, so, um, y- you eventually, um. Protag finds his dark magical power and uh, spawns a thousand shadow fists, picks this lizard monster up and impales it in the center of like one of the um, supports. Thank you. Uh, of, of the town. And um, all the village people still hate you. <laughs> None of them come out to cheer you on. They are like, Kaine is a is a is a like abomination. I don't know exactly the term they use. I think it's like hybrid or something yeah, like that. Because she's technically half shade, right? Didn't she say that? Yes, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's true. So that's yeah, what her and they think she's bringing all the shades here by existing in this area. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, and so you um, <clears throat> you um, get a hold on. I'm sorry. I thought I was prepped, and then I completely forgot. Is this where she's, like, floating in a Kingdom Hearts-ass space? That's right. It Mm -hmm. is. Okay. Yeah, so she gets knocked down uh, to a platform below, and you have to go help her. And as you're, like, trying to wake her up, she's, like, floating in this, like, Kingdom Hearts ocean space um, and talking about how she finally got her revenge on the thing that did her grandma dirty. Uh, And then she gets woken up by the protag in grimwire and kind of uh, agrees like well i don't have anything better to do now i've got my revenge i should just die but um i guess i'll join you all and, and help you in, in in whatever you need to be done and uh they rejoice and the party is good it's created i liked this boss fight a lot this fight was very it's cool, a good I one thought. Yeah, it's a great one. I, I like all this stuff. I love the the cheesy, like, fantasy um, a, a kind of anime rejoining of a, of a group, like seeing watching the second episode and seeing the, like, edgy character join the group, you know? It's, a, it's very nostalgic mm-hmm. in a weird way, you know? Yeah. What the rest of you folks think about it? I mean, I enjoyed the fight a lot. I mean, it, like, very... Bayonetta-esque. Uh, I thought it was really fun to fight this big creature. And then also, you know, 
you know, you always knew Kanye was going to be on your side. You know, there's there's a song yeah. named after Kanye. Of course, she's going to be on your side, and it's a sad mm-hmm. song. It brings a tear to my eye. I swear to God. <laughs> and it was good. Is it because you were thinking about her grandmother? <laughs> horribly emotional. Honestly, I hear the Kanye <laughs> song and I think more about Automata. But um, yeah, thing. it uh, it was cool to see her join your party. Yeah, and I I think um. What you said, Duncan, the way you described the boss fight is like really expansive. Is 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 part of what made it work so well. Is you you just fight across this entire massive city, right? There's that, um, that the area that I don't think they necessarily pulled off super well, but was really cool when you're just like running between that like grid area on a wall, jumping between different levels and like breaking parts of this monster off as you run forward before you like jump to a you know a totally different section also this thing takes some fucking punishment because you impale it on that spike before it dies but you also like smash it against a wall and drop it and stab mm-hmm. it with a bunch of spikes and it's just it fucking capes takes a licking and keeps on kicking man it's also it's there's strong absolutely no evidence this shade has done anything wrong <laughs> The town is fine when you get there. It's like one of those things where it's like <laughs> attacking the like That's the player, true. the pro tag, and it's like if you weren't there, it wouldn't be destroying this village. That's kind of what I yeah. feel. Maybe yeah. that's why everyone hates Kaine. Maybe it's yeah, maybe Kaine is what I killing it, it, and it's everyone's friend. Hmm. We like the shade. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. <laughs> that's our town mascot. Why did you kill? That was that was Steve in there. Uh. No, but this this is a cool section. Um, and now that you know that Kaine is in your party, you can you can you know run around and watch her for some fucking reason do an actual completely one hundred percent Naruto run everywhere she goes. And it I don't understand why. I have no clue why that's what they made her sprint animation. She watches Naruto. She knows. I mean, maybe that's possible. Technically, it takes place I in mean, the future. You know, right? you so know. she could have found like a DVD box set somewhere. That's right, the only thing from on? our time that survived. It's just a box set of Naruto. <laughs> yeah, it's cockroaches and Naruto. That's the only thing that's going to last a thousand years from now. Um, should we move on to the next section? We only have four sections left, and then we're good. And three of them are very interesting. We're getting there. We're making progress. All right, again, sealed verses. We got to go to the desert. And unlike Nier Automata, I actually Fuck really liked this desert. You. So, <laughs> dude, did you leave the music on for this one? No. Just fuck so, up. Yeah, I've had the music on at this point. Good, all That's the way fun. on. But God damn it! Why turn it off? <laughs> because it was bad. Anyway, so but it wasn't in facade. Facade was cool. So. You're tasked with finding a sealed verse. You got to go to the desert and you go and you fight through some wolves and shit. And you get to uh, this this town called Facade. And I think the best way I could describe this town is that it's 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 an upside down pyramid where it, it's a tiered city that kind of tapers towards the center <coughs> in a pyramidal shape. And that's where like all these houses and shops are. Uh, but of course... Since it's this far-off land, two zones away, uh, they don't speak any of the common language, and I'm pretty sure it's just Japanese. Uh, but they, but they say it's I like doubt this it's Japanese. The game came language. out in Japan yeah, first. <laughs> yeah, but it's in English I here. If, I think that was what if it's though. English it in the Japanese, Japanese version? 
That's, I mean, I, maybe it is. I don't know yeah. Japanese. I can't say for sure. But I know that at least in Automata, when they were like, hey, this language can't be understood, it's like a mixture of three languages. I so just like I the idea of Michael being like a major bigot and just being like, I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. People speaking Japanese. I, I just thought it'd be a good no. I, I thought it'd be a no. Cool I didn't recognize bit. any of it, but it anyway, be. I wasn't paying attention too closely to how. It, I mean, I could just tell. I just didn't understand it. Yeah. Just, just cut out. Just, just cut, cut off the stuff. <laughs> no. Can y'all cut out the part where I was accidentally a bigot? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Leave it in. All right. Leave it in, Coach. This so, podcast our cynic, a our cynic overlord on GameFAQs nine years ago says it's not Japanese, but I agree it sounds Japanese and oh. has Japanese soundings. It, it, uh, intuition, intuition. I don't fucking know. Intonation. Thank you. <laughs> intonation. I mean, yeah. Again, I. No, thank you. I would believe for making that. Like, like not I said, I know it. in Automata they made up a language that was a combination of like Japanese and French mm. and something else. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. All I know is that I'm absolved of all sin. Don't thank me. Thank thank GameFAQs. Anyway. (laughs) Well, thank you, GameFAQs. Stopping racism one one fact at a time. I got nothing. Cut that out. (laughs) I'm going to give you anything. I will give you anything. You can't use any of this against me. Legally, this doesn't hold up in a court of law. (laughs) I'm extremely uncomfortable. Okay. So, <clears throat> so you go to facade. It's this upside-down pyramid, and they're speaking a language you can't understand. And you you have to go and find the king because you're like, well, this king probably knows about sealed verses. So you make your way across this whole place, and you get to the king, and they're like, ah, we're not gonna let you in in a undecipherable language. You're like, well, there's nothing we can do here. Best I get her. Best guess I better leave. So you go the way you came, and you come across a kid who trips and spills a bunch of things, and you have to do you have to pick them all up and give it to her. And she's like, "Hey, I can talk to you, and you can understand her through sign language." Vice can understand her, um, unless it's a combination of okay. three all different right. sign languages. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> okay, and. So you, you can kind of understand her, and she's like, "Well, I'll I'll show you around. We've got all these different rules, and it's and it's like something. It's like a hundred thousand different rules for that all the people in this town have to adhere to. It's like, okay, well, first you have to go around the town on our sand skiff and see the entire town. That's rule number one. And then you have to do this, and you go through these series of things where she kind of introduces you to the town and helps you out. You get back to the uh, uh, entrance and you find out that the king or no the prince has gone missing and you ran off to this temple and the guards are like well we should go after him ah but we have a rule against it uh, well what do we do there's this rule and this rule and you're like well there's no rule against outsiders entering your temple and the kid's like you know what that's a good point let me lead you there she leads you to the temple. You gets through this sandstorm that you couldn't navigate I on your own. I could have fucking navigated it on and my own. It was straight and flat left, but whatever. Yeah, we literally just entered the sandstorm and <laughs> go north. But, you know. <laughs> you know. Teach their own. You get to the temple, and you have to go through a series of challenges uh, that are oh yeah, kind of Zelda esque. 
in order to you have to go through like like six or seven of these challenges where they take away like one or more of the mechanics in the game like you can't use your magic in this one to shoot down the thing that'll open up the next door or you can't jump or you can't like move you just have to like attack forward or jump um which is uh, you know, you get through six or seven of those, and then you get to this one room where there's a boss fight that is a bunch of these different cubes. Oh wait, sorry, I forgot to mention that. Uh, Kaine gets a. You forgot to mention it because it cube. means fucking nothing. <laughs> nothing, nothing at all. Kaine is just absent most of the time anyway, so she gets abducted, and then you go on and you find the kid, and the kid also gets abducted by one of these cubes. That is a little bit more consequential. So you go on and you have to get through this boss fight that is um, kind of just all of these floating cubes that make up a shape. Sometimes it's like these rings that shoot lasers. Some, I think at one point it's like it's it's like a man shape. It's got arms that like swing at you. Uh, and when you fight the boss and you defeat it and you defeat all the cubes, you save the kid and the kid brings you back to the temple and yeah brings brings you run to the place yeah brings you back to the town and then also he the he becomes king because he found a crown somewhere which i'm sure will come into play a mask now yeah a mask sorry because everyone's wearing masks i forgot about that right Uh, very very 2020 yeah and he takes the mask and he holds it up in the air and they play like Mm -hmm. the legend of zelda like that like an like an like an off-brand yeah i uh, i i I I liked I don't know. I liked facade. I I liked facade kind of despite itself. I thought I thought the whole town was charming. I thought the dialogue actually like between the people once you can start to understand the language was like really funny. I thought the design of the town was cool. Um it just oh my god, it takes so long to do fucking anything in this section. Like that's my only complaint is this is the one where you have to follow the little girl who has a walk speed that's like half of your walk speed. This is the one like these I liked the temples. Mm-hmm. I liked the temple challenge rooms, but I didn't like how some of them were just like you can't run, you have to walk, and it's like okay, cool, or you know, attack forward or whatever. Like I, I think it's neat, but it um, yeah. this section definitely overplayed there- its hand a little bit. Um, but I still ended up enjoying it. Yeah, there yeah. were like too many of these puzzles for sure. Like like. Three, three, mm-hmm. three or four of them. And, you know, it's neat playing off the idea of like, hey, and here are the rules because this temple is all about this culture that has so many rules in place, right? And, uh, to be fair, also, you're fucking the protagonist does the shitty thing when the, you know, the new prince king is like, and we, you can do whatever you want, like name anything, and we'll grant it to you, and you do just like invents democracy, and it's like, Jesus Christ, come on, like, well, well, what if? What if someone... If you can do whatever you want. Uh, should I cure my sister of this disease? Or notably, should I, notably should the I king of the town the did die from the Black Scrawl, so they were unable to cure that. We did know that. Yes. I don't know. Josh, I liked... Duncan, how do you feel? Oh, go ahead. Duncan, Josh, you got anything to say about Facade? Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. It was, a, it was a nice section. Yeah, it was pretty slow. Um... I definitely like the town more than going into the temple. I mean, the temple, sure, it's cool. It just felt very like, okay, here are challenges. Okay, who took the, who <laughs> took the bottle the in the cat. basement? <laughs> that was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> who just finished their six pack and really yeah. couldn't keep it together? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I feel very bad. 
<laughs> just this tower of <laughs> one for every sealed verse, baby. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I, I liked it. I mean, I was lukewarm on it. Lukewarm on it, I would say. I mean, it was like interesting enough, but it just felt like I have to get through this, and then and it had like it felt like it had a very defined like I have to get through these doors, and then there's probably gonna be a boss at the end, and then I'm gonna be out of here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that's cool. Whatever. Let's just get it done. Yeah, I, I. I echo a lot of the Sims feelings, and I think I think that this was, this dungeon was like one of my least favorite, like temple or like like bossy kind of like okay here's the the, the a legion of fighting things and then here's the boss kind of section of it. Um, it it kind of felt like baby's first like level design kind of thing where it's like okay there's gonna be a hall and each hall has a room in it that's gonna have a challenge. And then you get to the boss. Like, it's a very, mm-hmm. like, linear, super mm-hmm. not very, like, a- engaging design for a level, like, visually or, like, or or gameplay-wise. Because it's literally just a large hall um, that you just go from door to door to door to door. Um, yeah. It does have some variation, but very little. Um, and, and as far as facade goes, this is actually, like, my, probably my favorite, like, area in the game um because i really like the world building in there um it's got some of the best in this section of the game um and i think some of the side quests were a lot more fun around here than they were anywhere else um like there was uh, a girl that was missing this guy's girlfriend that was missing you go to investigate and you find a blood stain and you um you go to the boyfriend and you're like, hey, like, uh, what, what's, what's going on here? And he's like, oh my god, I, I gotta be real with you, you know, I, I, I accidentally killed her, and I, I, I put her body in the sand well. And you're like, Whoa. oh my god, that's, that's horrible, that's terrible. You stay here, and we'll go check it out, like, and try and get her body back to, to, for the family. And you go, and there's no body there, and you're like, well, I guess we better go back and tell the family. And you do, and just before you tell the family, the girl appears, and you're like, what? What? How? And then the guard is there too, the boyfriend, and he's also dumbfounded, and everyone just agrees to just not say anything, and it was one of the weirdest side quests ever. Yeah, I think... I think it was a little bit of foreshadowing for something, because that kind of happens again, right, with the... with um with the uh the shade and the sister uh, or the the later later on with mm, the, or mm. not the sister oh. the red bag yeah that kind of happens later the, so the i think it's some one? foreshadowing to yeah, something yeah, yeah. with shades and, mm, and yeah. death and things okay. like that yeah. um so so i i think a lot of these quests here like there was the the man who cheated on his wife and wants to make a wolf pelt for her and like it's i don't know there's just a lot of uh, i i really like facade for its it's the best part of it that made me feel like I was playing a near game, to be honest. Well, I wish somebody would have fucking told me that before I gave up on all the side quests because I was sick of getting no payoff whatsoever. I told you. <laughs> you get a thousand gold. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you get a thousand gold per quest from them, too. It's a good deal. Damn. Well, then you're also forgetting, though, there was a quest that's like, hey, uh, I've got my daughter's birthday, but I. And I need oh, some yeah. items, but this rule tells me that, like, I can't get it, and I can't tell someone else what to get, so I kind of have to be super vague about it. Anyway, can you buy me ten <laughs> fucking striped Striped melons? food! Hmm, striped food item! Be. And you go, 
five feet away from him. Five feet away, there's the shop where you just buy ten watermelons for ten grand and you give it to her, and that's it. And there's no that payoff. Well, so yeah. Alex, you're justified. But, but if, if you're gonna take a quest Jeez. that says find me ten striped food items, you think the payoff's gonna be amazing? <laughs> the payoff is in the idea that you have to go buy someone watermelon that can't buy it themselves. Oh, it's so good. Holy um, shit. Right, yeah, we no, should move the, on because we're we're running we along here. So, so Josh, sure, you want to sure. walk us through the next part here? I hope you <laughs> hope you remember it all. We didn't give you a lot of prep on this one. <laughs> no, no, I, I remember. I remember. Um, so basically, um, after Versailles, you head back to town. You talk to Kine, or not Kine, You talk to um, Yona, your sister again, and you just decide to stay the night there. She wants you to stay with her, and you stay. And of course, you guys have this weird dream together, like this dream talking about sealed verses and like going to find them in this forest of myth um so of course you go talk to popel and she's like hey go to the forest of myth it's up north check it out see what's going on so you head up to the you know the forest and you find these people who are living in like they're living in like the smallest version of like pooh bear's house (laughs) and they're all living in the exact same version of pooh bear's house and they are all in this weird dreamlike state. And honestly, you know, I did like this section, but it does. It, in terms this of like the. feels like it'd be bad to stream compared to playing it, it. Maybe, but like thinking back on it, like, you know, okay. I, I didn't like this section for streaming because I felt like I had to read all of it. Because mm. this entire section does play like a book. Um, you're just reading a narrator. And uh, the narrator does actually break like the fourth wall a little bit i guess if you want to say it like that like the narrator mm-hmm. talks the narrator says something and then vice is like i didn't say that this is that kind of yeah uh, funny humor um <laughs> but yeah yeah but this whole section is is a uh, pretty interesting honestly um i just like the storytelling that it does here um so you go up to these people who are in these dream states and you have to help them out of these dream states to you know to get to the sealed verse first guy uh he's on like a prison you have to help him escape this prison and uh, you know all the other prisoners in this prison are shades and they kind of like explode out of the prison as you escape it's it's pretty cool storytelling there's another one where it's a labyrinth um the thing about the labyrinth is like you just have to guess and like there's nothing that it tells you you're just guessing where to go and it's kind of annoying but i guess i guess that is a labyrinth for you and then <laughs> and then after that um the third person you're trying to, to free from this dreamlike state is uh, uh, in a dream where they're on a long path in a desert to a, uh, it's uh, a city of art. And at the end, at the city of art, there's three statues that come to life and they all say like, hey, I'm, I, I'm the real one. Or the other one says like, no, I'm the, I'm the real one. The other one is fake. And you have to decide which one is the real one. And you decide which the real one is. And, you know, you free them from the dreamlike state and you get the sealed verse. Uh, this whole section does, it is, it's cool because, you know, it's just like reading a book. It's an interesting story. There's literally like no gameplay here. Um, and for that, I think it's interesting. I just thought it was cool stories, basically. Yeah, so the 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 prison and the labyrinth are actually the same one because the mayor you help him through like a storybook ass journey through a forest. I mean, I remember escaping. No, the labyrinth is a. Yeah. No, the labyrinth yeah. is a. No, they're different. They're different. One. It's a prison <laughs> for sure. And then yeah, I, I thought like the prison like it was just designed like a no. labyrinth. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. No, there was one that you're going through the forest. That's with yeah. the mayor. And then there are two options. I think you originally start like in a afterwards. prison in the first one. No, it's Labyrinth in the first one. I went and checked the VODs, okay? Like, you guys can't tell <laughs> me otherwise. <laughs> All right. I, th- I swear I was right, but I was wrong. Okay. Okay. Look, we'll if I'm wrong, and we'll, we'll clip it. We'll cut we'll, it together. We'll set it later. So that it's perfect. Either way. Each of us saying the correct thing. They're cool stories. And uh, yeah. you get you get the sealed verse. It's 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 pretty good. Um, what, yeah. what did you guys think about this section? I mean, I'll, I'll let somebody else go because I've been jumping in first every time. What popcorn? Oh, popcorn! Your your mic cut out. <laughs> it sounded like you just said porn. <laughs> I thought you said boring. Porn. That's what I was watching while the section was playing. <laughs> just like all my 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 sexual harassment trainings for work. <laughs> boring. Jesus Watch Christ. porn. <laughs> oh my god! Don't get Duncan, like this yeah. one. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, it it was cool. I mean, like it, again, it was it's the same thing with facade where I'm like, okay, all right, the it, we we are playing with what the game is in like switching between, um, switching between kind of types of media here, where uh, I think near uh, Automata did a good job of that too, where it was like. You know, going from the hack mode back to the hack and slash and like, you know, the like the the second run of the opera boss kind of doing the same thing where it like turned away from the boss fight and more just like wanted to have you read something real quick, like like some poetry and stuff like that. And I like that a lot in that way where I'm like, okay, I feel again like I'm finally playing a near game Mm -hmm. uh, because that's kind of one of my like level settings for for this for this game that I want to kind of come by is like that subversion of expectations and like being engaged in something that's a little bit different than go kill the boars and and you know um, look at this very cool shade Um, and I, I don't know I, I I don't have too much to say about like the actual content in it other than I like the whole like confusion on whose dream are you in and like just beginning to think about you know these dreams and when you die you're in a dream forever with this death dream and it's your own dream and like that reality that possible reality that like if you were to die just being trapped in your own dream forever and things like that and I don't know I I I like think it's a good think piece you know yeah I I I agree with that I also just think the actual like scenes where you are going through people's dreams were extremely well written, extremely like visually evocative. Um, and I thought that was interesting. Also, the fact that the third one was literally just a logic ass logic puzzle that was like, one of us always tells the truth and the other three lie was extremely my shit. And I loved it a lot. Did you get yeah. it right away? Because I was just like, wrong, wrong. Okay, final choice, the only other choice. I got it. I, I did get it right away, but I you know, I, I, I sat back and said, Okay, let's do some fucking logistics in my head, let's figure this bad boy out before mm-hmm. I guess anything. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. extremely my shit. I loved I loved this. This section was kind of where this is where I would maybe describe myself as being most into and ready for what the game was going to do because I was like, Okay, we're actually doing some like weird shit now. We're like fucking with the narrative in a really interesting way. Um I was I was completely bought in at this point. So Loved it. Loved it top to bottom. You would. 
Yes, it is extremely my shit. This and Floating Cities, extremely my shit. You will never see me talk bad about either of those two things. Alex loves his little puzzles. I do love If we could combine the two. What can I say? <laughs> um, Michael, did you have anything Next. to add or are we moving on? Uh, just that the riddles in that first one were hella easy. And then I was watching uh, Josh's stream about uh <laughs> the one that tells lies and i'm so glad you that. didn't get it because i was like <laughs> i don't get this either <laughs> so no i was like this is impossible there's no clues at all anyone who gets this was lucky uh, and then they explain it to so, you and you're like yeah that makes sense kind of humbled me. Then, but it's like uh, yeah it's like one of those things where like yeah that like, makes sense yeah, i totally I get it tricks. i don't I get, get it, it. still <laughs> Like everybody yeah, sit down. I'll explain right. your logic if you got thirty-five minutes and how you go through those puzzles. I won't do that. All right, let's cut here and then we'll do the we'll do that explanation. Mm-hmm. And we can just do that, that little near loading screen Alex. that says like it's got the line and it says forty-five minutes later, and then we're good to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go, Alex. Go. So moving on, you get back from there, uh, and Yona, you know, you're you're kind of chatting with her, and she lets you know that she excitedly has a pen pal that she's been writing back and forth with, and she wants you to go help them out because they're in trouble and they need something, and it's kind of nondescript. Um, but she is she's corresponding with somebody. Um, you are maybe a little bit suspicious of that, which I would be too, because where the fuck you find a pen pal in this this sort of broken up world? Um, but they live on this haunted mansion that you've you've gone by a couple of times. I, you don't know it's haunted at this point, but they live on this mansion that's very clearly haunted because the enemies near there are giant spiders. Um, so you go over there to to try and help them out and and make your way into this mansion, which is really interesting because the game tonally shifts as soon as you get into it, and it starts to like want to be a horror game. Right, everything is very monochromatic. The angle, like the camera angles that you get when you're running through these different areas, um, kind of shift and give you almost like a almost like an old school Resident Evil type vibe in in terms of the way that things are framed. Um, the entire time, like you're greeted by this butler who brings you into a room uh, and then leaves and says like the master of the you know house will be with you soon. And then the butler leaves and you can't find him anymore. And then you leave to go check something out briefly. And when you come back, Kaine's gone and you don't know where she went. Um, it's you know, the the whole thing is kind of designed to put you on edge. So Grimoire Vice has like a, you know, running bit where he's really spooked by the whole thing and thinks this area is haunted and you should leave. Um, so eventually you you start making your way down there um, where you do end up meeting the master of the house, who is Emil, who fans of Nier Automata will recognize. Um, not recognize because in this one he's a little boy, um, but he does have his eyes covered <laughs> much like the... Uh, much like 9S does in, in Nier Automata, so he can't see anything. But the reason he has his eyes covered is because he has a special ability where when he looks at something, it gets turned to stone. Um, so that's kind of like, you know, the whole vibe of they're trying to find a way to, to cure him of that so he can, you know, become a normal boy and see things. Um, and, you know, he kind of greets you, and as you're leaving, the butler informs you that, oh, actually, he was the one that was pen pals with this little girl, like the butler was, and he was trying to finagle your help because you were known as the hero of the village um, so that they can figure this out because they believe there is the answer to how to cure his petrification is in the, uh, like, petrification vision is in the basement, um, but it's overrun by shades, so you, you help them out and go down there, and Emil comes with you. Emil just fucking busts shades up as you run through that place. He just takes off his blindfold, and they're immediately dead. Um, it's extremely good. 
But you make your way down to the basement um, where you find this giant library and he starts looking through the books. And, and as you are going through them, um, one of these books comes to life and decides to fight you. And you have like this kind of big boss fight with the book where eventually um, you do end up destroying it. Uh, and in doing so, make it much more difficult for Emil to find uh, the ability to to kind of find the cure to his petrification, but you you know do get a sealed verse out of it, which is pretty sick. Uh, and you know eventually then leave there as, as he's now able to begin researching all of that. Now that the at least the basement library is safe, uh, and then you know Kine joins you at some point. She she leaves a lot randomly and comes back. I'm sure that's going to be explained later why she keeps doing that. But it's like every area you go to, she just randomly dips out and comes back later. Um, but then she. She says something to Emil that you're not meant to know. Uh, Grimoire Vice makes some jokes about how it better not have been something inappropriate, and then you all kind of waltz off into the sunset to do the uh, next mission in line. But yeah, that's that's kind of the whole the whole haunted mansion area you do, which I, I think is interesting tonally. I think it's it's cool what they try to do. I don't think it necessarily works the whole time through. I think they you know it it it's not actually creepy, but it's also not campy enough. Um, to make it really funny, but I do think you know meeting Emil is cool and and understanding what sort of abilities Emil had because again in Automata he he mentions briefly in one of the quests that he was essentially a weapon, um, so it is really neat to get a lot of of backstory there and sort of you know get introduced to this character that I'm sure is going to become a major part of the story going forward. So I I, I did end up liking this area quite a bit. How does Emil the boy turn into Emil the traveling salesman? That's my question. Ah, I'm sure we'll find out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, first he develops uh, an inventory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really like the part when when Grimoire Vice accused Kaine of being a pedophile. I thought that was fun. (laughs) I thought that was cool. He didn't accuse her of being a pedophile. (laughs) Sort of saying something untowards toward a child. There's a right. little bit of a difference, right? Just a little bit. Just it's so close, though. <laughs> so close. Um, I, I actually I love the yeah. song in this area. I think it's really cool. Um, and the the rest of the game play for that area just fucking sucks. You have to. You they literally spawn shades in these hallways, and you're not allowed to run, so you have to like walk and fight them. It's dumb as shit. Uh, and, and anytime you like, there there are certain doors you walk up to, and and there's one I walked up to and like interacted with, and there was just a banging on the other side, and then Grimoire Vice went boo, <laughs> and it's the cheesiest, corniest, <laughs> dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. Hank Hill and I think book. Yeah, it, the the like blood comes out of a sink, and they go ah, oh, it's yeah. like the yep. Scooby Doo bullshit most mm-hmm. I've ever seen, and I. I don't know. Right, I like all yeah. the stuff with Emil, but this I did not like this house. Just the sound. Just the music. Now, Duncan <laughs> uh, and Alex and Josh, you will be very upset to know you that this dipshit where I turn the music off. <laughs> listen, listen. It was great the first two times. That was it. It, it did not loop in an appealing way. It did not do it for me. I was very tired of it after the 30th time. The loop only lasts like 30 seconds, and it didn't resolve very well, and I was very tired of it. So that, it wasn't like creepy, it was grating, and there's a difference. 
All right. Hmm. It's fine. That's fine. It's fine. That's fine. You turned it's not it a long back section, on. but whatever. All you right. turned it back on after this, though, right? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just put it on. Keep, the... keep moving. Don't be paying attention oh, to the document if you're not reading the document. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, I'm reading the document. So okay. So something else I want to talk about though is that it seems like this is the second kind of video game homage that Yokotaro is doing here because this is clearly like an homage to Resident Evil that fixed camera story or that fixed camera uh, gameplay and then earlier we got some Legend of Zelda stuff so I'm expecting that there's gonna be more references <laughs> maybe Banjo-Kazooie if we're lucky grab but... the jiggy boy <laughs> but do <laughs> oh, we can only help. We can only help. I, I I had this like weird thought when we were oh kind of God. describing things and we were talking about Legend of Zelda and you just mentioned that Resident Evil thing that like what if as the character edges out, so does the gameplay, right? Because like maybe he's just showing us the baby game design stuff. Like, here's your baby stuff. That's for that dumb pro tag baby. But now he's a big, strong, edgy man, and the gameplay's got to get just cool and rough. And you got all... Oh, I shouldn't spoil it. We're so close to the end. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's right. Okay. turn from yes. Legend of Zelda I, to Let's God of hope War. that this replicates God of War, which at that point would have been God of War probably 2 for the PlayStation 2, <laughs> which is definitely the energy I want this game to have. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that fucking mini game, Yoko Taro. <laughs> Should we move on? Yes, let's please move on. We're okay. so close to All the right. end here. We, I've, I've got the ending. Give in me my that I'm gonna try and bro. get through it as as I'm gonna get through as fast as possible. So again, Yona is not feeling well. You go to Popola, get that? some vapor boss on the south side of town. Just an innocent quest. Nothing wrong. Oh God, shades. Uh, uh, shades are attacking. Actually, it starts with a meal being um be uh making his way towards the town and uh passing out at the gate you grab him bring him back there he's like they're coming he saw you get the vapor mouse and he's like yo give me some of that and then he passes out <laughs> yo can you pack <laughs> pack me yeah, a bowl oh. um and so uh they're coming and you peek your head out and the it's the, the the city your hometown is being just ravaged by shades uh they break through the doors um and start attacking the townspeople guards are fighting them and you join the fight after some time of fighting the big boy comes he is a just hulking bipedal uh shade um that you start to fight you eventually rip off one of his arms but it regenerates so that's good uh, which you have a difficult time with, then you fight him some more, and he starts heading towards the library, uh, lumbering, and you have to like just beat a health threshold um, to to get him low enough. And then once you do, uh, you're able to defeat him before he reaches the library where Yona and um, uh, Emil are, and you um, you make your way into the library where you hear yelling um, and. Then Song of the Ancients starts playing while you fight Shades, and I almost cried because it felt right in that moment. Um, and then the uh, the big Shade comes back uh, because he has regenerative abilities, but he's like a cool snake spider thing. And um, the you find the only way to defeat him is to lock him in the basement. Uh, so 
you um kick him into a basement where Kaine holds the door closed. Um and after that, um after he gets kicked in, the um protag gets stabbed with a like black spear and a protag looking like half stone half weird spirit with like kingdom hearts wings floats down with a book and um we get a uh kind of a scene where they introduce the shadow lord who is like the shades bow down to him and grimoire uh noir is is at his side and grimoire noir and grimoire vice have like a mind space battle kind of thing where they're like <laughs> grimoire noir explains that they are two in one half and they they've been designed to serve the shadow lord and they will work together to bring the end of humans and spread shade uh to, to across the land and um while he's being kind of hypnotized by this prophecy kaine is screaming at him that he needs to snap out of it and stop being a little bitch which is just the funniest thing because he hears that and he goes little bitch and then <laughs> and then when he snaps out of it he goes though i've never been called a little bitch before um so he does snap out of it which is perfect and um it says like i will never betray my friends and i'll be with them to the end and emil says something weird in the middle here which i don't really understand that he's like i even if you die i will carry on your legacy and and hunt you to the ends of the earth it's like man if he's if he's gone, he's gone. <laughs> you don't need to talk about him anymore. Anyways, sorry, side note. So, um, through fighting him, you start to fight the book. Um, uh, as as the shadow, um, is is kind of out of the picture. Uh, Grimoire Noir has taken all of Grimoire Vice's powers. You beat him up. You get the powers back, and um. After you do, the uh, book eventually, like, blobs out into stabbing you a second time, and you're not coming back as easily from this one, and floats off with your sister, and you're like, no, Fiona, get, get, get back here, and uh, she's gone. Um, and while Protag is passed out on the ground, um, Emil is, uh, sees that Kaine is also struggling, and she says, listen to seal off the shade here because she's been holding the door back the entire time. You need to petrify me and the door, thus sealing the shade shut in the basement. Um, so there's an argument about that. And then you get a decision, quote unquote decision that will allow you to either decide to say to lock Kaine up or uh, stone Kaine down or to say that we can't do this. And uh, either way it happens. And uh, she gets kind of stoned walled in uh with the wall and presumptually dies from that petrified unless we find a cure and uh that's pretty much the end of that yeah do you want to do you want to just finish it out here we have like one more point in the next sure just may as well sure five years later we get a shade and armor that is harassing some villagers protag old edgy man comes down with his two-handed sword and you just get to do a combat scenario where they introduce two-handed weapons and spears you beat him up and that's where we stopped yeah good little speech about how he's been looking for yona for five years and now his whole thing is killing shades and also that the world is absolutely fucked now yeah the world is much much worse mm -hmm. 
So yeah. So a yeah, lot, a lot happens right at the very end here. <laughs> yeah. Um what what how did you all feel about the end of this and like did it emotionally grip you? What were the emotions? Finally, <laughs> some good fucking character development. Now, Anything other than I do than have just to ask, do you think the good character characters development characters is what tropes? they did with like Kaine and Emil and Grimoire Vice, or do you think the good character development was them physically carrying Yona off screen? Now, you did kind of. <laughs> oh, you stole your joke, didn't he? My wings there, Alex. <laughs> Damn it. Ugh. No, good character development is is kind of swearing a bunch, but having it be for a good reason. <laughs> Little bitch, what? That's preposterous. Like that's perfect. I loved that. I think it actually worked. Instead of just being like, oh, here's a character that swears much. It's like, no, she's feeling a thing yeah. at a situation. But it established, all Good. the stuff before established those characteristics. The characteristics, sure, but this is developing yeah, I, I got, I got, I got to agree with Michael on this one for the most part. Um, I think that it's like, you know, I, I don't think that this scene works without the previous you know, establishment of characters, but I think that this scene works with maybe a third as much establishment of characters. But I, I did, you know, I, I was I was taken in by this. I was taken in by the character changes and the characters, like, being presented with, like, an emotionally difficult moment and, and getting to see how they all reacted to it and, and responded to it and came together or, 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 or lifted apart. I think the name Shadow Lord sucks, but I do think the villain itself is kind of interesting. Um, and I did love the like mind battle that Grimoire Vice and Noir had, even though it was extremely like cheesy. It was it was very fun seeing two floating books without moving mouths talking at each other and dancing around is very fun. And I hope we get a lot more of that. Um, but if doing this podcast has taught me anything throughout all of these years, what I've learned is Kingdom Hearts is way too much of a frame of reference for us for anything that's a little bit abnormal or weird. I think we've already referenced it things being Kingdom Hearts-esque like four times on this mm -hmm. podcast. I mean, it's Squeenix stuff, so... That's true, you know. but it is just like, okay, anything that happens in a white void is not necessarily Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts did not invent a white void. I don't know. But it definitely perfected of... it. It... Maybe, you but know, they normalized it. That's for sure. That's that's Kingdom fair. Hearts. They they perfected it. They normalized it. They did really well. But I'm I'm extremely excited to see where this this story goes and and how this time skip is going to affect things. Because it really feels like we basically played an extended prologue, and now we're going to be getting into the meat and bones of the game. Uh, and mm -hmm. I'm I'm very excited for that. Yeah, that's going to be fantastic. I do think it was hilarious with the five years later, you know, you get this cut scene of the pro tag just like doing all this cool combat with three shades. And, you know, the one like comes up behind him and he just like throws a sword backwards and stabs it through the eye. And then after that cut scene happens, you can play around. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I just got my shit <laughs> beat up. Like he lost a hundred IQ points. It's a stark difference, He really does one shot three shades. And then I've got this two handed sword. And I'm like, I've hit this motherfucker 35 times and he's still getting up. Yep. What the? This two handed sword is garbage, man. It's uh it's very cool though. 
I that's mean, exactly what I did. Bring me back I, my I love that on stream. You played around with the weapon for like 35 seconds. And we're like, you yeah. know what? One-handed swords are better. <laughs> Just went back to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. Well, you know, we'll see what happens from they there. But, um, but no, I, I, I'm, I'm very excited. I think they, they've set up enough that I'm, I'm super curious to see how this goes. I, I'm very curious to see what Yona's importance to the story is, right? Like, there's a reason that they physically took Yona away from the library. Like, there's a reason that, that whole attack was orchestrated to get her, and I have no idea what it is, but I am very curious, because up till now, she has been, you know, something of a, like, her only ex- No, no, no. <laughs> she was extremely sufferable. But her existence was just motivation <laughs> for the, the protagonist, right? She wasn't, like, she didn't have any sort of a, like, defining traits. So I am, I am, you know, excited to see what she ends up becoming and what her significance is this whole time, and why that there were fourteen hundred years in between and she's still perfectly alive. Yeah. What what kind of um what kind of predictions do we have before we close things off? Because I feel like we don't have time for questions. <laughs> this has been an insanely long experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it always is when you get bored. Yeah, of us I do want to say before we do predictions, time. I think you can dislike Yona. You cannot necessarily buy the relationship between Yona and the main character. But I was very sad reading a lot of those in-between loading screens where it's a lot of Yona just being like, "And he's still not around." And all I want to do is hang out, but I guess I'll do this instead today. And like, he's trying to find this medicine for me, but I'm life's not worth living if all I'm doing is sitting here doing nothing. And it was, I, I thought that was like, you know, I mean, it was, it, it got repetitive because there's only like six of them and you go into like 85 loading screens in this like, you know, eight hours we played. But I, I did think that worked relatively well for me in terms mm-hmm. of, a, you know, establishing an emotional connection between the characters. Yeah, and I will say that <sighs> something that Yona and I do have in common is that there is nothing sadder than a sad tree. Yep. <laughs> God damn it. How do I remove... <laughs> hey, I we can got mute it. All right, good. And disable video, <laughs> but I can't... Can't kick somebody off hmm. of a... How do I retroactively scrub somebody's audio before <laughs> they send it to me? Yeah, that's weird. Can uh, I make it any time it speaks, it skips. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Yes, you can. Yes, you can, actually. But only in post. <laughs> Got it. Um, I, I just want to throw a quick prediction out there, um, following up on something that I said earlier. Um, and I can only make this prediction because I played Nier Automata, and here it is. Okay? Yeah. Uh, Kaine. I almost said Yon. <laughs> Kaine is an android. And her master, her, her creator was kind of freaky. That's why she wears this, uh, the undergarments. Hmm. Mm. I, interesting that Duncan said any well, predictions at all about where the story's we going. And immediately you were like, this is the reason she's in underwear. That's the only thing I'm choosing to predict. Okay. Right now. <laughs> I, it's only because I said earlier in the podcast, I'd say it later. But yeah. that's, that's my fair. prediction. That is. Um, that is a very specific. He prediction. fulfilled his promise. He came. Anything about way. like the the rest of the it story? Like an hour, but he got there. <laughs> ah, we don't got time for it. We don't got time for it. We do have time. <laughs> That's if you want to. I had to say. Um, I mean, I'll throw a prediction. Into I, I mean, honestly, like I can kind of remember more than I thought. Just just talking about it right now. So okay. I have I have 
pretty good idea where the story's gonna go. Yeah. I know okay. that things don't go well. I know that. <laughs> I know that well, because I know that all the humans are dead by the time Nier Automata starts. Yeah, yeah. But I don't remember the specifics of it. Yeah. I, I, I Devil and Popola play, a, a, I think, a relatively prominent role, and I'm very excited to see them going forward. I imagine... I will say one thing that I think is going to happen um, is, in the, like, mechanically speaking, I think we're going to see a lot of the same tricks that Nier Automata used in storytelling. I think we're just going to see a slightly less refined version of them, um, which I think is going to be both interesting and, and maybe, you know, a little bit less impactful than it was the first time through. Um, but in terms of what's actually going to happen in the story, things that I don't actually remember, I don't, I don't know. Well... Let's get the obvious things out of the way. Like you said, things are going to get worse, right? Like mm-hmm. we we don't have the you don't have an edgy pro Ted that's 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 uh, dead set on revenge without a story that is going to be much more darker in a sense. Where I think a lot of the quests that you got in Automata are going to be more like this, but again, not as refined. Where it's like much more like kind of sad requests for things to be done or more meaningful rather than just get me 10 mutton it's going to be oh god everyone's dying in this particular zone please help them you know (laughs) oh god Um, everyone's dying we need it's my child's (laughs) last wish for his final make a wish um uh but i i i think aside from (laughs) that i think you know androids robots alike are going to come somewhere in between this this sort of story and i think seeing the characteristics of some of these people like you know kaine uh and and uh protag i can kind of see some of their characteristics and appearances carrying over into the design of like future androids and things like that i'm not entirely convinced they're androids yet i think it's very possible um, but I don't know, really. Um, so I, I think there's something that has to do with, like, moving forward these four, the group of these uh, four people, Protag, Kaine, oh, I should say three. Yeah, Protag, Kaine, and uh, Emil are going to play some part in, like, the history of of how some of the, like, uh, members of Yorha were, were, were developed and, and, like, what they were designed after. I don't think there's going to be as much Android stuff in this game as you guys think there is. That's my prediction. I think there will be, I think there will yeah, be some, and I think is, it will be setting up a lot of Android stuff. End. But I think yeah, that's what I mean. Going to be more like towards the end, end. Yeah, like at the end. You know, I think, um, I think Devil and Popola are probably Androids, but I think those are maybe the only two. Yeah, I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying that like towards like at the end, we're going to be seeing like more stuff about like preserving humanity through android you yes, know what i mean that like, one like that will definitely like that. see for sure for sure yeah. for sure yeah. i'm gonna take a wild stab away from androids and go more thematic be like well we've already seen themes of the whole black and white good versus evil so either you're gonna have to fight evil protag over the soul of yona or like like She's the MacGuffin, like Yona's just the MacGuffin in this. Or, more interestingly, and maybe more, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, more Ooh. satisfyingly. Now again, Michael's ultimate Yona. dream to beat up say. any version of Yona. So, 
thematically to just not beat up that six-year-old in everything no. he's ever wanted on a personal level. I understand. <laughs> well, no, you heard you it here first. Michael wants Yona, to beat. But you still save nah, the good one. <laughs> you knew what he was going to say, though. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Michael's already had a bad run this podcast. You gave it to yourself, so dude. <laughs> Since square one, you were like, I don't like Yoda, and everyone told you to fuck off, and then you've been pushing it the whole time. <laughs> I'm doubling down. Yoda fucking sucks so far. She can still Yoda stands. Over, Attack. So I know you're in extreme pain, but will you sh please shut the fuck <laughs> up? <laughs> Michael walks into a fucking cancer ward. He's like, these kids won't stop bitching. Good lord, I get it. You're gonna die soon. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> we got so much to cut. Michael, I, I just, so I just don't cut. think. I, I actually understand 100 percent what you're saying. Yeah. But you're never gonna win in a fight against a sick kid. <laughs> like, like talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'd actually win pretty easily. You know, that girl's susceptible to beast bane. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It is, no, yeah, I, I, I'm with Duncan on this one. I, I, I get where you're coming from, but it's it's too it's too hard of a trope to criticize. You just can't criticize what, it. What percentage of this podcast has been sent speaking about Yona? <laughs> Higher than I would have imagined. That's for sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> too much, in my opinion. Uh, you know, is there anything else we wanted to touch on, or are we are we done here? Don't all speak at once. Don't all speak at once. It's okay. It's okay. We got plenty of time. I will take silence as a no. Says everybody <laughs> in my meetings. So Duncan said in the Defend the Village thing to get grass. There's a difference between grass and moss, Duncan. Introducing. Y'all right. ready for a <laughs> Wait, well, hold, no, on. hold on. Hold on. We I can't do, do that yet. We have to do socials first. We have to do socials first. We have to do socials first. <laughs> Introduced all right, all right. already. Twitter. At. Thoughts from P1. That's where we tweet out our episodes and our streaming. We have a streaming, twitch.tv slash thoughts from player one. Josh's stream, twitch.tv slash Joko Games. If you want to see him play through more near, I think, right? Yes. Right? You playing through more near? It would be real fucking he, weird if the answer to that was yeah, no. I'm actually done. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't want well, to I don't know. anything. Also, you guys were way off. I've seen yeah, enough. Um, and uh, we have a Facebook. You just search for that. Our email is thoughtsfromplayer1 at gmail.com. You can send in questions or game suggestions. We'll try our best. We have so many game suggestions that we're backlogging. Woo-wee! It's a lot. It's not a lot. <laughs> but weirdly enough, we um, actually do have a massive backlog of games we need to get through somehow still. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. Throw us a throw us a throw us some bones. Throw some good reviews or some bones if you liked it. If you didn't like it, give us personal feedback. What the fuck you know? do you mean by throw us some bones, Duncan? You know. Anyone else know what I mean? I know what you mean. Throw me a bone. I mean, it's weird. It's just weird yeah, because totally, it's not man. reviews, yeah, Alex, so it has to it? be like money. Oh well, yeah, just I'll give some you bones. some bones to give me some yeah. reviews. <laughs> Wait, you're not allowed to do that. Um, all right, uh, let's 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 wrap things up for today. Yes, yes, let's do it. Let's hear it. Now, Michael, you can. You're good. You're good. Uh, we actually have to bring a fourth person on the call, and I can only do four in Discord. It's too much for my computer. So uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. In the right corner, introducing 
the unstumpable Michael again. He's back. Ah, hey, I'm back. I'm back for a plant fact. I actually got it mixed up. <laughs> I don't have any plant facts oh about moss. Oh my god. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, I do have a plant like fact about lichen. We're not supposed to be Did here. You know? I know we're not supposed to be here, but I don't know what lichen is, no. so I need context for this plant no. fact. Mr. Mister Unstumpable. <laughs> okay, okay. Am I in a death dream? So a lichen <laughs> is... <laughs> <laughs> Please get me out of this country <laughs> in real life. <laughs> I am dying up here, yeah. <laughs> okay, so a lichen is kind of like a plant-like sort of, uh, like, crusty sort of moss that you'll find up, like, up in the Arctic, up in, up in like, cold regions, although it's not a moss. Lichen is interesting because it's actually two different organisms living symbiotically. It's a fungus and a blue-green algae that live symbiotically, usually on the surfaces of rocks, maybe uh, on the like trunks of trees. But it's it, it's a really cool symbiotic organism, and usually they're like, oh, it's just this dumb plant. No, it's a very cool symbiotic organism. If I keep saying very cool, maybe you'll get the point across. That's my plant fact for the day. Thanks for listening. I didn't have anything prepared. I should have written this ahead of time.